Amen. Well, good morning. Oh, come on. Good morning. Y'all going to be yelling out louder than that when the football game's on. Good morning. I'm excited. Is that all good? All right, man. Oh, man. I got some stories to tell you about what God's been doing this week. Are you ready? I bet you guys got a few to share, too. And we always try to give everybody an opportunity about that throughout the day. But today uh, is a day of celebration. Did you know that? Every day is a day of celebration when it comes to Jesus. I was thinking about that because we're going to see what God has done for his children. Does that sound good? That sounds awesome to me. And, you know, as I, I pray as we walk through this message, it, it shows us, it grows us, it cultivates our love uh, for God to grow deeper and see others as we see him. Now, that's an important thing right there. Do we see others like God sees them? You know? And so I hope when we, we walk through this, we just get a glimpse of the heart of God un, unveiled to us. Uh, in that sea that's in the sea that we are his beloved child. You know, what does that mean if you ever thought about it? You hear that, dearly beloved. And it means this here, a person who is greatly loved and dear to one's heart. Did you know you guys beloved? You're dear to God's heart. See, if you don't know that, it'll affect everything you do. If you do know that, it'll affect everything you do. So I want you to know that, amen? So I want to I take a little uh, look here and... We're going to primarily be in Matthew chapter 3, these two verses, and I'm going to pull a few things together. We've got a little bit of reading to do today. Uh, if you've got your Bibles, you can follow along there. If not, you can go ahead and uh, we'll just get it right off the, the screen. So I want to go ahead and read that. And it says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Now, that's just crazy, isn't it? God just loves us so much. It's amazing. Now, all this was going on here before Jesus did any miracles, before he did anything, before he walked on the water, before he raised the dead. He said, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Amen. Now, what I want you to take a look at this, let's see what happens next, because this is going to give you some tools when that enemy comes knocking on your door. Amen. All right. Let's keep on rolling. I'm going to roll on over. I got a little reading to do. And what I'm going to do, I always call it a preaching and a teaching. So I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit and then break it out, all right? You guys okay? Can you see that, Tim? You might have to follow along with me if you would. We're going into chapter 4, and it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Let me just tell you this. Notice something. God's in control. Do you know God's in control all the time? Even when we don't understand it, when we don't have all the answers this side of heaven, God's still in control, amen? Let's keep on rolling. And it says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. The devil's going to look for that weak spot in your life. He doesn't, he doesn't normally come on to the strong side. He wants to find the weak side. And when he gets that, he wants to just pick it a little bit. Amen? So look what's happening here. Look how he tried to do Jesus. Who overcame? Watch this. So we come on and it says, Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones... To become bread. Number one tactic of the enemy. He does not want you to know who you are in Christ. Amen. He does not want you to know that you are God's beloved. See, he left just one word out. I talked about this last week when the Lord was showing me. What did God just say? The chapter before that. This is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Right? What does Satan try to do? He'll try to twist it. What he wants you to do is not know how much God loves you. That's why he wants the Bible shut all the time, too. All right, let's keep on going. He says, if you are the son of God, command these stones uh, to become bread. 
But he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. All right, well, let's take a look at this. See, the devil wants you to keep that Bible closed. Why? Because there's power in the word of God. Amen? It's power in the word of God. Now, think about that. You will check your email throughout the day. You'll be on Facebook 27 times, right? All those things, all the emails, watch all this stuff. How often do we open up the word of God? Watch your toes. I'm just trying to encourage you, right? But see, how much more is that vital to our well-being, amen? Let's keep on going. See, he, he wants to just keep on keeping that, that power away from us. But there's power in the word. There's power in the name of Jesus, amen? Let's keep on going. So then the devil took him up uh, into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, <clears throat> and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. I saw something in here that God showed me a long time ago. And he says, If you are the son of God, if. I remember praying about something very important in our life. And I was praying, and I was praying, and I was praying. And the Lord helped me with my prayer on this. I was praying for a certain situation to go a certain way. You ever done that? Right? You want to go just this way. I said, Lord, I'm asking you that this go this way. And I said this. And if it doesn't go that way, I want it to go this way. And the Lord said, if. And, and the only way that the Lord could tell you something just in a few words. He said, when you say if. Yeah, like I fail. So every time I think about if, I start thinking about that time I pray. And I, I, I start praying amiss. That's not what the word says to do. So man, stick on the word. But I'm, I'm giving, well, if this don't work, we'll try plan B. If this don't work, we'll try, you know, try plan C. So you know what? That's exactly what the, the enemy was showing here. You know, if stands for this, I fail. It takes my eyes off Jesus. If I forget, I'm God's beloved then anything can creep in. Amen? I just want you to see that. Remember who you are. All right, let's keep on rolling. He said, he shall give angels charge over, over you. And, we're ready? And in their hands, they shall bear, bear you up. At least you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him on uh, up to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Man, you can just read through that and just not see some of the, the nuggets of truth that God's got. Now, firstly, I want you to look at some. Jesus never kept his mouth shut, did he? He didn't. He let him know. He said, no, that's not what it said. But if you don't open your Bible, you don't know what it says, right? So that's why we want to have the scriptures up here. That's why I want to say something. I want to give you a reference. Hey, feel free to check it out. I want you to look in that word and feed on that. And look at this. Next, when he spoke, he spoke with power and truth. And guess what happened? The enemy had to flee. He didn't have anything else. When, when he stood on the words of God, he had to turn his tail, didn't he? The devil had to flee. So remember you are God's daily beloved and his great treasured child. Now that's just a little warm up, amen? That ain't even where we're going with this stuff, but I had a few things in here. I was looking through the word and, and I was listening to different things. And I thought, man, this is really amazing. You know, I'm going to show you the difference in two disciples 
One boasted about his love for the Lord. And the other one boasted about the love that God had for him. Now, y'all know that John, many times in John's gospel, right? He says, in whom, when he's referring to himself, in whom uh, the disciple in whom God loved. Now, I used to think, man, does that mean he loves him more than the rest? You know, if you just take it like that. You know, you can kind of say, well, no, I know that's not right because he loves us all the same. Right? Think about that. Where was, where was John when they were at the table? Right? Around the Last Supper. He was right up on Jesus' breast right here. He knew the heartbeat of God. Amen? He was close to Jesus. Amen? All right? They go on out. They start to pray. Different things go on. What does, what does Peter say? He said, man, if they come in here, I will give my life if they come in here. Right? God said, oh, man. Jesus, he says, uh, he says uh, Peter, he says, for tonight, said, you're going to deny me three times. What happened? He did. <laughs> he did. He sure did. I ain't never seen him before. I don't know who he is, right? Right on the mark. But what did John do? John was at the foot of the cross, right? Because he knew of the love that God had for him. He didn't boast on the love that, he, that Peter, like Peter said, I love you, I love you. And then a lot of times we find we, we do love the Lord. But we still got some, we got some things going on, right? We still got a lot of self in us. But see, John was always aware of God's love for him. That's what I want you to see. I want you to see that God loves you. Someone denies him, right? And the other one's at the foot of the cross trying to bring comfort to the Savior. What's Jesus said? Take care of my mother. Isn't that pretty amazing? I want you to see just out of that little parable. If we become God love conscience about our life, everything else will come, come right on in. Because we will love him. We do love him, right? But don't boast, oh, I know I love him so much. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and all that. Hey, that's great that you love him and that's fine. But you know, many times we're standing on our own power when we say that. But I'm going to tell you what, as we are aware of the, the love that he has for us, it takes care of all that other stuff. Just a little side note. I hope you see that. Just a little side note. I want you God conscious. Amen. I got a lot of notes in here. And I was just sitting there thinking, man, my goodness, how do I put all this together here? Oh, man. You know, yesterday, it's, it's funny. I got a lot of stories to share with you, so I'm going to pick it up a little bit. Yesterday, I was going to mom's house, and I made it to a place that found Jesus before I got the food line, because everybody knows we usually find him there. And I was going down the road, and I was like, man, I want a hot chocolate. My throat's a little sore. I was like, I hate pulling in that 7-Eleven because it's hard to get in that 7-Eleven, but I want that stuff. and I'm like, All this stuff's going on. I go to 7-Eleven. And when I get out there, I see two young girls with a little coffee table out there freezing. And I'm thinking, hmm. You know, usually when somebody's out there in front of the store, you do this. Right? You're doing a commando crawl because you think they want something or whatever. Right? But I just went straight up. I was like, what's going on? They say, we're telling people about Jesus. I said, I'm in. I'm in. What are you going to tell them? I said, now, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? She said, yes, I do. The other girl said, me too. I said, me too. We're on the same team. Team Jesus. This is good. I said, why do you know? She said, because Jesus is my Savior. I said, well, what's going on? And they had a program that they were, uh, and, and listen to this. It's always Christ through a program. It's not a program. It's Christ through a program that will, will transform your life. Amen. And these young girls have been struggling with drug addiction and everything else. I said, hold that thought. Would you like a hot chocolate? They said, yes. Three hot chocolates. Pop, popped them down there. I said, tell me more. Tell me more. 
And they were telling me. And she says, uh, I said, where are y'all from? She said, Richmond. I said, really? She said, but as, as uh, the Lord's opened up the door, we can tell people about Jesus and we can tell them what God's done for us. She says, I'm in jail right now. She said, but, you know, they let me out to do this. She said, but what I didn't know, you ready for this? She said, I was already in prison by the enemy. Said, Jesus set me free. I have no desires, none of that stuff. My desire is to tell people what God has done for me. Give the Lord a hand clap, amen? Because this is the whole thing. Because God had revealed himself to them. Did they have to hit the bottom? Sound like it. Man, they were so excited to share about the Lord. They were so excited to tell what God had done for them. I think that's amazing. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got an opportunity to share what God's done for them. And you know what? I want to tell you this. That doesn't mean you have to go through hell before you can tell somebody about heaven. Amen. You can tell them just what God's doing in your life. All right. Now let's keep on rolling. That's just, that's just one, little, one little taste of there. Y'all ready? We got some more. All right. Well, the first thing I was asking the Lord, I said, well, Lord, how are we going to unpack this, this this week? And he started talking about the unveiling of God's heart. What do you mean by that? How is God's heart unveiled to us? Well, let's look at this. Through his word, right? His word, his love story, his instruction, the unveiling of the truth through his children. But if we don't open that book, we won't know his story. Amen? You just saw it. You just saw it right there in the temptations. Will you believe the right story? See, if you don't open up the book, we're talking about this on Tuesday night, you'll follow the wrong story. You'll get bits and pieces of all this stuff, a hodgepodge of religion, and you'll miss the relationship. We want to tell you about a relationship that Jesus Christ wants to have with you. Amen. Well, let's keep going. We can look around and see through creation and the order of the universe. We were actually talking about that Tuesday night. It's a really good Bible study. If you guys could take a look at that. But creation and the order of the universe is also just, just amazing backdrop of the handiwork of, God's, of, of, of God. You ever notice that? Think about this. Think about this. Think about the solar system. What holds that in place? Look at this. Look about the air. You think about this. I know where I work at. We have confined space. I know Miles and, and uh, Mike and some other folks deal with that. So we have to wear monitors in certain areas because it's 21% oxygen. If it goes below that, you start getting an alarm. Who, who, who maintains 21% oxygen? That means 79% nitrogen. There's probably some other little bits and pieces, but that's close enough for us. And that can change because if it gets to 19.5, it starts beeping on the gas. It gets down to about 16 you better be getting out. If it goes below that, they're going to call me to preach your funeral. Amen? Absolutely. That's how critical things are. And we wake up and we complain about everything and we don't see the beauty in what God's done. Now, I'm not telling you to worship creation. Worship the one who created it all. That's what I'm telling you. Amen? That's just how much God loves you. And he pours out all these things before, you even, before we were even here. Look back to the, to the account of creation. It's amazing. Let's keep on rolling. God's heart is best displayed through his beloved son, whom he's well pleased. Man. He gave us the perfect role model. Don't look to man. Don't look to money. Don't look to fame. Look to Jesus. But it's more than just looking to him. Amen. When we approach the Lord, we, I want you to know that you're his beloved child. You're his beloved. Dearly loved. See, that makes all the difference. How many people like to belong? It's nice to belong. You know, you belong in the family of God. You were created to worship God. 
And he's made a way through all the sinful nature of man. He's made a way through Jesus Christ. Amen. So we can boldly come to him. And God's unveiling love of the love, grace, mercy, peace, and freedom. God reveals Jesus, the Redeemer, who lives forever. Does that sound good to you? That sounds good to me. Let's go ahead and unpack it a little more because I want to make sure you all got plenty of, of vitamin C, vitamin Christian here. All right? Let's read a little bit here. We just talked about how everything's made and pulled together through Jesus. All right? Let's take a look here. Here we go. Got some more scripture for you. The Son is the image of the invisible God. This is in Colossians. All right? The firstborn of all creation, for in him all things were created, things in the heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things have been created through him and for him. Amen. He is before all things, and in all things he holds them together. He is the head of the body, the church. Who's the church? That's us. Amen. That's us. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Uh, excuse me, supremacy, I'm trying to get it out, supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. God dwells in him, amen? And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. I didn't understand about the shed blood. When I would ride by church, I told you many times, I went once when I was five, once when I was 30. I did not understand things of church at all. All right? And I found out really it's not so much about church, it's about Jesus. Amen? If you find out about Jesus and he's the head, we're the body, then everything's going to fall, fall together, right? I didn't understand what, why, why is this so important when we talked about the Old Testament reflecting the new. But you know what? The way God set it up was that, you know what, sin had to be dealt with. Aren't you glad your sin has been dealt with? Amen. It's been dealt with right on the cross. And Jesus came and paid the price. He paid the price that we couldn't pay. And he paid the price that he didn't need to pay. But he did it because he loved you. Because you are his dearly beloved. Right? Think about that. Dearly beloved. I just want you to see through scripture what I'm talking about. Look at that. Let's look at this last thing again. Whether things on earth or things in heaven... By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's why the cross is beautiful. When you think about that, a lot of times people say, oh man, it's a terrible thing. Yeah, you know what happened there was terrible. It was terrible. Beaten, spit on, everything, right? Terrible, terrible, terrible. But guess what? Sunday's coming, amen? And he rose again. We serve an amazing living God that conquered death for you and me. Give him a hand. Amen? Yes, indeed. All right. So, we talked a little bit about the unveiling of God's heart. Let's talk about receiving God's heart. Well, let's see what we got here. We must trust in Jesus. We need to understand, I want you to hear that. I'm going to read it note for note when the Lord gave it to me. No matter what challenges, failures, or shortcomings we might face, the love of our Heavenly Father remains a constant. Isn't that good news? Oh, man. Remember that song, Jesus Loves Me? Yes, I know, for the Bible tells me so. I read a thing this week, and I've been doing a lot of studying this week. I want to share with you this story, the best I can remember from reading it early in the week. So there was a young minister that just got out of school and everything else, and, and they said, well, you know what? Your first, your first assignment is to go to this, uh, this, uh, this home where people's got some problems, where people have some mental issues and different things. And they sent him into this room, and it was rough. You can just imagine he said there was people spitting and snarling and people were chained in there. This was terrible. And he went in there and he thought, Lord, what do I say? What do I do? 
And he prayed and he prayed. You know what he did? He started singing that song. Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. For the Bible tells me so. And he sang it. And he sang it. And sang it. Next thing you know, somebody else started singing it with him. The story goes, it says, in the, and, and there was 36 people in this area. And he would go day after day. And he would sing that song. You know what? They said within six months, all but two had been released from that type of setup. And they were living on their own again. Amen? Isn't that amazing? Now, why was that? Because there's power in the name of Jesus. And when you know that you are God's beloved, he can start breaking the shackles of fear. Of all types of things. Right? Disease. Sickness. All these disorders. Jesus can make a difference. Amen? Isn't that just amazing? Do you know that song in your heart? Do you know the song that, you know what? Why? Because the Bible tells me so. Keep that Bible open, friends. Amen? Keep the Bible open and speak to it. Amen? So regardless, if we feel like we're saved or feel like, uh, you know, everything's going right, that doesn't change the constant love of God's word. It's got to be the foundation. So, so it proclaims the love for you and me completely about Jesus. And that's something I want you to hear about the love today. If I say it once, I'm going to say it 150 times a day because that's where we need to be. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Receiving God's heart is receiving God's beloved son. Isn't that something? Now, she's going to miss out on this, but I'm going I'm to use Miss Debbie's story from Tuesday night. Y'all like that? See, I'm listening all the time when y'all are talking. Now, think about that. We need to re- receive in the Lord. Amen? The Lord Jesus Christ. Debbie said, I got something to share with you. And you guys might have heard this story. Um, but it's a, a great illustration of God's love. Amen? She said, somebody sent me an email. And she said, by mistake. I said, oh, it's not by mistake. And she began to read about the email and said that there was a, a father and a son and the son went off to war and uh, his battalion got attacked and as they were going, uh, he came out and, and lost his own life by saving his crew. And it just, it just tore the, the, the dad's heart up. And months later, one of the men that he saved had made a painting of his dear son and gave it to the man, you know, with me. And the man collected art he had all the Picassos and all these different things. And years went by and the man passed away. All the art dealers, all the critics, all the family was coming out of the woodwork. Let's hear what he's got. Let's see. Let's do this thing. They said, well, what they're going to do is they're going to have an auction. Bring it on. Probably something just like this here. Let's get it started. Let's get rolling. Let's get to the good stuff. And the first thing that the auctioneer and the, and the lawyer brought out was a picture of that man's son. They started to grumble. Come on, man. Get to the good stuff. Ain't nothing fancy about that. Come on. He says, no. It reads in the will that you know what? We're going to start with this. So finally, after all the bickering and whining and kicking and screaming and still looking, well, I guess I'll just hold on and get me a good deal on a, on a really fancy painting. The gardener pipes up and says, I'll give you 10 bucks for it. He said he loved his son. He was a friend of mine. He said, $10 going once. Going twice. Going three times. Sold. Everybody says, so now we're ready for the good stuff. We're ready for the good stuff. So that concludes the reading of the will. We're done. They said, what are you talking about? He said, well, he left in his will. He said, whoever received the son receives it all. Isn't that a powerful testimony? When you receive Jesus, you receive it all. Amen. 
who receives the son gets it all. That's an amazing story. I heard that years ago, and, and, and when Debbie shared, I said, isn't that so true? Isn't that so true? But you know, many of us just walk away from that, don't we? Let's keep on going. God desires his best for his beloved, amen? And I, and I thought about that, and I, and I thought about Romans 8, 38 and 39. He says, you know, Paul's talking about I'm persuaded nothing can separate us from the love of God. Do you believe that? Amen. Then why do we get the shovel lit when we fail? And we start questioning if God still loves us. Think about it. He said nothing separates us from the love of God. We got children, grandchildren, close friends. Do they make you mad sometimes? Right? Your kids can disappoint you. I know my mom will be saying amen every now and there. Right? But you know what? We still love them, don't we? We still love them. Sometimes we get a little down because we, we want the best for them. God wants the best for us. Amen? I just want you to see that. God desires his best for us. And I want you, if you want to write down something to read later, Romans chapter 8, right? 38 and 39 for time. I didn't put it on there. But I just want to ask you this question. <clears throat> Are you persuaded and convinced? Are you convinced of the power and love that God has for you? It's not a feeling. It's a knowing. Receiving God's heart is receiving his love, his son, his grace, his forgiveness. And I want to tell you something else. If you think you can earn God's grace, it's no longer grace, is it? You ready, Jim? And tell me what grace is. Grace is God's unmerited. Yeah, see? That's right. He, he reminds me of that all the time because I'm his son-in-law. <laughs> he reminds me of that a lot. And I say, yeah, that's a good word. That is a good word. Isn't that something? God's unearned, you know, we, we can't earn an unmerited favor. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. Isn't that amazing? I want you to hear that today. I want you to hear that. So I proclaim these truths so that you'll see the heart of God revealed. And so that we won't run from him, but we run to him. That's a big difference, isn't it? Man, when you were little, I don't know about you guys. Mom, hold me. Just hold me. There's been times in my life I say the same thing to God. I go, God, just hold me. I don't even know what to pray. I don't even understand what's going on. I can't believe I pulled this stunt. Can't believe that happened. Don't understand this. Just feel overwhelmed. I say, God, just hold me. See, when I get there, if y'all are looking for me when you get there, I'll be all up here like this. Give me a little elbow. Because you know what? Buddy is the disciple that God loves. Mitchell is a disciple that God's love. You are the one. You are his dearly beloved. Man, if we could just get a hold of that. I'm going to tell you what. That's when the tears start coming, man. When you start understanding God loves you anyway. What was that? I told you one time. I was telling you I, I, was, I was on a radio inter interview from, from uh, Ohio. And the guy said, hey, I just want to tell you something. That was one of his signing off things. He said, God loves you. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. I go, how do you answer that? You could do what we say don't do. Yeah, but. He didn't say that. He loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. Well, I guess there is. You can receive it. I pray that you would receive that today. Everybody doing all right so far? I pray that you know God loves you. And we do too. Oh, come on. Let's keep on going. So now, let's take a look at this. The unveiling of God's heart is Jesus and his word, right? 
Receiving God's heart is, is putting our faith and trust in what he said and what he's done to finish work on the cross. Now what? How does that work? Man, it works by sharing this right here. The Lord wants us to feast on God's word and live in the power of the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? See, the Lord has equipped you uniquely. He knows the gifts he's given you and put in place, and they're amazing. Never think that you're not amazing. I don't care what somebody else tells you. I don't think, I don't care what the neighbors say. I'm sure my neighbors don't think that I'm all that wonderful sometimes, especially if I'm weed eating. Amen. We'll leave that for another time. But you know what? That's okay. What does God think about me? I want you to say, what does God think about me? He loves you. He loves you. Will you receive that? So take a look at that. He knows the dreams you have, the place, the place in the heart that's just still hurting. And it's never too late for God to love you. Amen. It's never too late to bring it on home. Amen. He knows we wonder sometimes, but he never stops loving you. Man, that's awesome. So he wants us to share his love along the way. Can we do that? When you are overwhelmed with the love of God, you're going to share it with somebody. You are going to share it with somebody. You know, that's when people say, man, you, you talk a lot about Jesus. Why not? Before I got saved, I talked a lot about me, talked a lot about this, talked a lot about that, and that didn't change anybody's life. But you know, Jesus will change your life. Has he changed your life? Amen. He ain't done yet, is he? Let's keep on going. I said, remember there are opportunities every day. Oh, man, I can't wait to get in my next door. Well, you know what? I've been trying to get in a little bit better shape. <clears throat> Started going to the gym a little bit. You can go to people at the gym easy about Jesus, right? Because especially if you're spotting somebody and they get down to about that last one. And you go, hey, man, you know Jesus is the son of God. You go, what? <laughs> what? I just, you just got just to help him like, hey, I just want to tell you how much God loves you. Did I have to tell you about, you know, you just start to go, to go, man, please, come on, man, get this thing off me. Right? You don't have to do it that way. But you know what? I do get to talk to people about Jesus. Matter of fact, I talked to the guy that owns the place about Jesus. Sure did. We start talking, and he says, what do you do? I said, well, I'll do a little preaching, do a whole lot of eating, trying to do a little working out. He said, really? And he started talking about his son. He started talking about this. He started talking about the Lord. And I'm thinking, I guess it ain't about working out tonight. It's about Jesus tonight. That's okay. And then the night after that, I was talking to a guy, and I, was, I had the old shovel, and I had a long day. And I was just, man, I'll tell you what, this is going to do with Jesus. And the guy told me about his day. I thought, my day ain't that bad. It really isn't. See, sometimes we get all wrapped around the wheel until you talk to somebody else. Ain't that something? So, been trying to get in better shape. So what do you do? You go to the doctor, right? Went to the doctor. I said, this is going on, that's going on, this is going on, that's going on. He said, okay, let's do these tests. And I said, I don't think I can run on that treadmill. I said, well, we can work around that. And that lady gave me a thing that she smiled and said, Yes, she did. That's how she said, Mr. Chapman, it's the liquid treadmill. And it don't go to zero to 60, like 10, 15, 20, 25. She said, are you ready? I said, oh, yeah, I'm ready. Bring it on. <laughs> she said, are you all right? I go, no. No, I'm not all right. And she was adding water and everything. And I was going, man. And I saw these things. They were going like this. And then they went. They were really going. I was like, man, that's thing is something. I was thinking, what is going on here? 
She said, you'll be all right in a minute. I said, one way or the other, because I know where I'm going, but I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, where's the light? Where's the light? I'm going to hit the light, man. And I, so they got me straight and got out of that. And I'm thinking, you know, it'll humble you when you feel like that. I said, you're not going to let me leave if I'm going to die, are you? She said, no, honey, you'll be just fine. I said, okay. Okay. And I start coming back to myself. I was all right. So then you got to have another appointment to talk to the doctor, right? So you come back to the doctor and he looks at all the stuff and he looks at my blood work. And I, I saw, I, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I can read this stuff. And it said, cholesterol, don't be over 200. I said, 199, man, this is awesome. You know, I'm thinking cheesecake on the way home. I got room, right? He goes, man, you got to be down around 160. I said, what? He said, I'm the heart doctor. Well, I said, he's, I like his, his reading. I the blood guy. He said, hey, me and my doctor, we have a, we have a good time. He said, I got to come hear you speak sometime. I said, I wish you would. Come on, because I'm going to get you then. Right? <laughs> he's, always, he's always tightened up on me. And so then... And then he said this. He said, uh, I'd like to see you about 190 pounds. I said, yeah, me too. <laughs> I said, that's it. We got we to work on that. And then we start talking. How's your mama doing? How are you doing this and that? And he began to share a little bit of his heart. And I could tell something was on his mind. And he started telling me about his family and telling me about other things. I mean, no doctor need a cheerleader too, amen? And I found out very fast it wasn't so much about my heart and the physical or was my heart going to be open to encourage my friend, my doctor? And he got ready to go and he said, all right, man, give me a big handshake. And I said, oh, we ain't going nowhere. He's like, what? I said, I'm going to pray for you. And I began to pray for that man. And I see God just working. And he, he said, man, I appreciate that so much. I said, no problem, man. See, we can get all busy in the schedule and think, the preacher's got it all figured out. He never has a bad day. You can think the doctor, he just writes stuff and he doesn't have a bad day. The teacher, whoever. But man, just take a minute and listen. Do you know when I was up there with the girls checking out, he come and go, hey man. I go, yeah, what's up? He goes, I really appreciate that. It's not a problem. Well, you take time in your schedule because God's working all the time, amen? It wasn't about my physical heart. As much as it was about my heart being open to God using me that day. Amen. Will you let God use you? Opportunities all the time. So many times. Well, can I tell you another one? We're on a roll. I did a lot of doctor's appointments this week. I took my mom to the doctor. And went there. And they forgot about us for 35 minutes in the back. I'm like, we're in like this little closet. I'm going, I'm going out, mom. I'll get out there. And they go, buddy, you still here? I go, yes. And it's, by, and it's it's hot in there, man. My mom, she, my mom bobbing like that. She don't care. He's like this. I said, Mom, I said, I got, I got, I'm going for help. So anyway, I get out there. She goes, I'm getting hungry. I said, Me too. I said, Do you want Chick Fil A on the way home, or do you want Arby's? Arby's. Let's get ten of them. <laughs> I said, Mommy, you don't need ten sandwiches. Well, they're small. If you want 10, we'll get 10, Mom. But we made it out. So they came in and looked at her leg. She's doing real good. They rewrapped her leg and everything else. And a uh, different doctor, young lady doctor, friend of the family's there. And she gets Mom all straight. And uh, I said, how you doing? She said, whew. She just went like, whew. Well, I know what that means. It's getting heavy. I said, uh, you're going to get your vacation this year? She said, I, I need to. 
That other friend of mine, the doctor, hadn't had a vacation in 15 years. 15 years. Right? So I talked to this lady. She said, there's a, lot, there's a lot on the home front. I said, oh, Scott. So I said, mama's doing good? She said, mama, your mama's doing good, man. I said, that's great. I said, well, you know, we need to pray before you leave here. She said, let's do it. And I got to pray for her. And I got to pray over her that God would lighten the load. And the Lord would send people to encourage that woman, to give her wisdom, to give her understanding. And for her to know that she is God's beloved. And we sat there with my mom holding hands and praying in that little closet that was 900 degrees. <laughs> and God showed up. Amen. Let me tell you, in your daily life, in your daily day-to-day stuff, God will use you. Are you listening? Are you listening? And don't think just because somebody's got a title or doing something, they got it all figured out. Everybody needs a cheerleader, and everybody needs Jesus. Amen? Amen. Well, this is my big story here. Y'all ready? I knew it. I knew I got it. All right. Tuesday night, what do we have? Bible study. What is my number one job? You think teaching? Nope. You think making sure the lights are off? Nope. Get the heat on when you come home. I got to turn that heat on on the way home. Right? So I'm like, coming on here, I turn the heat on. Now, Tanya and Tim, they're great. And they come by my house all the time. And when I go to their house and I sit there, this is what I do when I go to their house. I do this. I go, is it always like this here? <laughs> They're like, what? I said, it's so quiet. It's so quiet. This is amazing. There ain't no drumming. There ain't no dad fix it. There ain't nothing. It's, I'm just going, whew. Y'all do what you want to do. I'm good. I'm just sitting there like that. So anyway, I come here. And I'm thinking about the message. Y'all ready for this? I'm thinking about the message. And I know it's about God's love, but I need the points. I need the rest of the piece of the puzzle, God. So I go over here. Let me reenact. I go over here, turn the stuff on, and I said, Lord, I'm just going to sit down right here like this. And I ain't leaving until you tell me what we're going to preach on. That's kind of what I'm saying. But not being me. I'm just saying, I need you. And I, I, I said, I'm just listening. And I was sitting here. I was sitting here, and I started looking down on the floor, right here, right there. I was looking down on the floor, and the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, what are you looking at? I said, I think they're crumbs from my birthday cake. (laughs) He said, you know what? You're right. (laughs) He said, but I want to tell you my story here. Listen to this. This is where I got these points from. He said, so many of my children don't know that they are my beloved and they feed on the crumbs at the master's table. Show them to lift their eyes to the Lord. Man, I was going to run laps around this place. God will speak to you from a crumb. Amen? Ain't that something? I thought that was amazing. So what did I say about that? Don't just eat. Don't eat the crumbs. Feast on all of the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all going to clean the kitchen now see if God will talk to you, won't you? Oh, man, I'm telling you what. Over and over, I thought, man. He says, you know what? They settle for crumbs when they have it all in Christ. They are my beloved children. Show them how to lift their eyes. Show them that I love them. And I said, man, you know, isn't that something? You know, when we're walking with somebody, you know, the Bible tells us to put on the full armor of God. And sometimes, man, we know that. But sometimes that shield gets heavy, doesn't it? Maybe you're the one that comes alongside and helps them. Lift that shield of faith, amen? Maybe you're the one that says, you know what? Don't forget your sword, the word of God. Maybe you're that one. I don't know what our deal is this this day. 
Uh, I don't even know. You know, sometimes I think, man, yeah, you ever think about this? And I'm jumping, jumping off, off another side here. Well, you know, one of these days I'm going to do X, Y, Z. One of these days when I retire, I'm going to do this. When I get enough money, I'll do that. When my kids are growing, it's always win, win, win. When will you give your Lord life to the Lord is what I want to know. When will you call on the name of Jesus? I pray that it's today. I pray that it's today. When will you realize that God loves you just the way you are? That's a powerful truth. If you know God loves you just the way you are, you're not going to follow the crowd. You're going to follow Jesus, right? See, a lot of times people will follow the crowd so they can blend. But guess what? Crowd changes. Crowd will let you down. It'll pass you by. They'll step right over you. Anybody remember high school? Come on, it's brutal, right? Pray for them kids, man. I'm telling you what. Oh, man, kids could be rough. Rough, man, rough. But you know what? God said it. Do you remember that? Why did they do that? Now, things have changed in school from what I hear. But you know when you were little, they'd say, okay, let's pick teams. Oh, man. Right? Let's pick teams. Okay. Okay, Johnny goes over. Sally goes over. You know, they, um, they, they're asking the lady that's hanging clothes in the backyard over there, do you want to play? I go, me. Pick me. Right? And finally you get picked. You go, yes. Right? And they give you the ball and you blow it. And they go, that's why we picked you last. But think about that. God says, even when you drop the ball, I'll still pick you first. Why? Even when you have a bad day, I'll still hold on to you. Even when you don't respond right, I still love you. What am I saying? I'll tell you what I'm not saying. I'm not saying don't live for the Lord. I'm not saying anything goes. I'm saying if we focus on his love for us, then guess what's going to happen? His love in us will be displayed to others. His love in us will start pushing away the doubt, the fear, all those insecurities. Amen? Right? We don't have to be perfect. He is. Right? And we'll never be perfect in our own. But we are righteous in him. It's always about in him. We are right, made right with him because of the shed blood of the cross. It's always going back to him. So now look, if you, you know it's all about him, and it's all that we have is because of him in us. Do you understand why the devil wants to get your eyes off the Lord? Do you understand why the devil wants to keep that Bible shut? Because he don't want you to know that you are God's beloved. Do you know that you're loved by God today? Amen? Do you know? Man, okay, let's try that again. Do you know that God loves you today? I mean, do you really know? You you heard about it today, right? You saw it in this book, right? You see it on the cross, right? You see it everywhere, right? You see that? Do you see that? Do you know God woke you up today? Gave us a great building to come in today? Got your family here today, right? And those that are coming, we're praying that they will come. It's good. It's going to be good because God is good. And you know what? Like I said, before you did anything, before you said anything, before anything else came about, God said, you know what? I love you. You said, how much does he love you? Look to the cross. Look to the cross. You think about that. Man, I want to just focus on that for just a minute. I want to focus on that for just a minute because so many times we just see it as, yeah, I know he did that. You ever done something for your kids? And you don't want them to just do a backflip and you don't want it's not that they owe you anything. You, you sacrifice so that they can have it better. What happens when they don't, don't receive that? It kind of hurts your heart, doesn't it? You know? But you keep giving and you keep doing. You keep loving them. Amen? Well, you know what? Think about the cost that God gave. The cost that God gave was everything. 
so that we can have a relationship with the Lord. I want you to know you are God's beloved. So many times I think we just pass through these things. So a little encouragement for the week. You ready for this? Don't feed on the crumbs. Every time you see the crumb, think about it. Say, you know, God's got so much more for me. He's got the whole thing. And it's paid in full. You ever been somewhere and you get ready to leave somebody's already paid for your dinner? That's nice. You know? Have you been somewhere and to say, you know what? Um, you know what? We want you to come to the front because we want you to come to the front. They just single you out and say, you know what? You're special. He said, that never happens to me. That never happens to me. Today, it's happening for you. Jesus says, you're number one. I love you. There's not another thing you can do about it other than receive it and enjoy it. I want you to know that God is for you. And so I pray that as we understand that, as we see the unveiling of God's heart, what is that? His word, his son, his sacrifice. Think about that. How do we receive that? By faith. And how do we share that? Out of the abundance of the love relationship that we have with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that you love us so much, Lord. I pray that you take the words today and make them so much more than what I could. Lord, I thank you for sharing the opportunities to pray with people. To not just get so consumed in our own deal, but look to you. And not just live on the live on the edge but live in the fullness of what you've done for us lord i just praise you for that and lord as we come today i i I hope everybody knows you know that there's an opportunity for us to respond and this is this is the time if that's you today and you say you know what i hear what you're saying and sometimes i just don't feel love well you know what it's not about your feelings it's about the truth of god's word and he says nothing can separate us from the love of christ So I pray today, if you hear that message with your heart, I want you to look up here and I just want to pray with you. You know, today you can say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Right here, right now. No matter what your week was like, no matter what your life's been like, today could be a fresh start. Lord, we pray for fresh starts today for each person here. Lord, we pray for forgiveness, Lord. We pray for those that are here. Maybe they've never given their life to the Lord, but you tell us in your word that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised you from the dead. We will be saved. If that's you today, look up here. I want to be happy for you. Amen. I want you to know that God has done it for you. Let's call on the name of Jesus. If you're here and you say, you know what, buddy? I, I, I know that and I believe that, but sometimes I just don't feel like his beloved child. Well, you know what? Get over the emotions and the feelings and accept the truth of God's word because he says you're worth it. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Mm.